You're listening to a podcast edition of Closer to Truth. For more information about this series, visit our website, closertotruth.com. My quest, the human quest, is to know reality. How to know reality? Try to find bedrock, dig down, see bottom. Of what is reality made? What are the most basic building blocks from which the cosmos is constructed? Atoms, particles, mass energy, quantum mechanics, forces, fields, space and time, space time, tiny strings with many dimensions? A new candidate is information. Information? Isn't information, well, too abstract? A descriptive idea, not an energetic power. The physicist John Archibald Wheeler said it best, it from bit. It meaning all stuff in the universe. Bit meaning information. It from bit. Does information create the cosmos? I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn, and Closer to Truth is my journey to find out. I go to Vieques Island, Puerto Rico. Why this rugged place with dense forests? Why here to investigate information in the cosmos? A unique gathering is here, organized by the Foundational Questions Institute, FQXI. Physicists and cosmologists who dare to think outside the box of conventional wisdom over the horizon of current science. The gathering has an organizing principle, the physics of information. And here's the deep question. Is information the ultimate stuff from which physical reality is built? Will the ideas and arguments of these scientists be as tangled as the roots and branches of these forests? How to clear away the underbrush of old ideas? I start as a skeptic. Information as reality seems so outlandish, so trendy. A metaphor on steroids. I speak with an expert in quantum information who defends the strong idea that information is indeed most fundamental. MIT professor Seth Lloyd. Seth, I'm all for computers. I understand how information and bits worth, but you want me to do something more. You want me to believe that the whole universe is a computer and that computation is at the, the, the foundations of everything. How, how can you think that way? <laughs> well, isn't it obvious? <laughs> so, one way we could take that statement that the universe is a computer is a metaphor. Right. It's like, hey, we live in the age of computation, and when you've got a hammer, everything looks like a nail. <laughs> and it used to be a telephone exchange. <laughs> it used to be a telephone exchange. Before that, it was a giant piece of clockwork. Right. So, so now we have computers. You know, next thing, the universe is just going to be a big smartphone. <laughs> but when I say that the universe is a computer, I'm actually making a technical, scientific, and mathematical statement. What is a computer? Okay. Let's be precise about this. The computers that we have on our desktops or the computers that we have in our smartphones are devices that process information in a systematic fashion. 
They're physical systems that contain bits of information. In a conventional electronic computer, a bit is a little capacitor, like a bucket for electrons. And if the bucket is uncharged, so there are no electrons over here, then we call that a zero. If you put a whole bunch of electrons over here, so the bucket is charged, full of electrons, then we call that a one. And then when you flip bits, you like, you know, move the electrons back and forth. So you dump the electrons out, you put them around, you put them back in, and that is flipping bits. And at bottom, all a computer is, is a device that flips bits in a systematic fashion. And in fact, in order for it to do the kinds of things that our cell phones and that our, our computers and our cameras actually do, the actual architecture by which they flip the bits can be very simple. And what is complicated is the program that we put in to say, okay, have Siri talk to me in that seductive yet chaste voice that she uses, right? <laughs> okay, so a computer has a technical definition. It's a physical system that breaks up information into bits and that flips those bits in a systematic fashion. So what is the universe? The universe is a physical system. Now we've known for more than 100 years that at bottom, every atom, every elementary particle carries with it bits of information. So an electron, for instance, it has a spin. The spin is quantized by the laws of quantum mechanics. It says it can only take two distinguishable values, spinning up like that or spinning down like that. So it's a bit. You could call spinning up a zero. You could call spinning down a one. But it's a bit whether you call it a zero or a one or not. So at bottom, the universe consists of information. Every elementary particle carries information, just like a bit in a computer, except smaller. And when two electrons, each carrying a bit of information, come and they interact with each other, those bits flip, and they flip in a systematic way. They perform a logic operation. But if an ordinary computer is just a system that contains bits of information that interact with each other and flip in a systematic fashion, then the universe at bottom is just a big, gigantic, maybe infinite system that contains bits of information at its small scales. Those bits are interacting with each other in a systematic fashion. So the substrate, the kind of computational substrate is there. And the only additional question is, is it really technically a digital computer? So can the bit flipping that goes on in the universe do the same kind of bit flipping that goes on in our smartphones? Well. I don't even have to argue about that because our smartphones are part of the universe. So of course the kind of bit flipping that goes on in our smartphones is allowed and indeed encouraged by the bit flipping that goes on in the universe as a whole. And even more remarkably, we can build quantum computers that store bits on individual atoms and elementary particles and actually do this computation at this microscopic scale. So the claim that the universe is a giant computer is not just some metaphorical claim. It's actually a technical claim about what is a computer. So when I say that the universe is a computer, I'm simply stating a scientific and mathematical fact. Seth seems sure that information is not just a way of appreciating or approximating how the universe works, but the literal most fundamental way it actually works. The universe is not like a computer as explanatory metaphor. The universe is really a computer as scientific fact. The claim is monumental. If Seth is right, reality must change. But must it? 
Perhaps Seth is so generalizing the concept of computing such that the universe becomes a computer almost by definition. Caltech cosmologist Sean Carroll has strong opinions about what's bedrock. He's written on time and fundamental particles. Does he have a strong opinion about information? Sean, some people will now talk about information being not just a metaphor, but rather something that's even more fundamental, that information itself is what gives rise to everything else, like quantum mechanics. How do you see that? I tend to think of information in very similar ways that I would think about ideas like entropy or energy, which is to say they are ways of describing reality, but they are not absolutely fundamental necessary ingredients of any description. We could get along without talking about information, just like we could get along without ever talking about energy. I don't think information is deeper than the laws of physics. I think it gives us a useful handle. I, I think of it as a description, but I, I only hesitate in saying that because it sounds like I'm downplaying it. I think it's an incredibly useful handle, a really sharp tool that helps us understand how reality works. But it is a tool. It is not an absolutely essential part of reality itself. When you say it's a tool, is that like a mathematical equation is a tool, which is either an accurate or an approximation of reality? Because uh, people who defend this would say that the information is contained in every operation that the universe does is a computation. Uh, and therefore, because of that, the information is more fundamental to what the universe does. Yeah, I, I, I hear words like that all the time about how everything is a computation, what's happening in the universe and its evolution is information is being processed. I think that gives me an angle to look at the universe, but I, I don't think it's a necessary or fundamental angle. I don't imagine a question in physics about how the universe changes from one thing into another that I couldn't answer without ever talking about information. So how would you answer it? By using differential equations? I mean... That's right. So going back to Isaac Newton, who said that you describe the world by giving the positions and the velocities of all the particles, and then I have laws of physics that tell you how they evolve with time. In quantum mechanics, we've updated that with wave functions and quantum states, but it's still the same paradigm. And information gives us a useful way of conceptualizing it, but it doesn't change the underlying laws. And what would it take for you to change that opinion? What would you have to to know or think about the structure of the universe to say, well, wait a minute, maybe information is more fundamental than I realized. Well, construct a theory, a better theory than the one we think we have about the universe, in which information plays this central role. The uses to which information, information theory, and information processing are put, as far as I understand them, are ways to understand physical processes that are described by other things, that are not described fundamentally by information. So if that were not true, if there were a better theory of the universe, in which information was the first thing you needed to start talking about that theory, then I would totally change my mind. To Sean, the jury is still out. He isn't sure about the place of information. He appreciates the use of information to facilitate understanding, but he doesn't see the stuff of information replacing the classical paradigm. The laws of physics describing the position and momentum of particles and how they evolve over time. I'm with Sean, but I feel, well, a bit antiquated, not so hip. Am I missing something? Vieke's primitive landscape helps undermine conventional wisdom. Is there a more radical way to imagine information? Perhaps in solving the biggest puzzle of modern physics, the holy grail of quantum gravity. 
how to integrate the universal geometry of gravity, general relativity, with the discrete micro-events of quantum mechanics. Some kind of breakthrough is required. Could that breakthrough be information? I ask a theoretical physicist and string theorist at Berkeley, Rafael Busso. How can information help us with the problem of quantum gravity, of unifying the seemingly disparate theories of quantum mechanics and general relativity? How does information help? Well, to explain how information might help with quantum gravity, it's good to think of an analog, another problem of unification that Einstein faced, uh, putting together Newton's theory of gravity with Einstein's own theory of special relativity, which had put a finite speed limit on everything, uh, which, which Newton's theory didn't obey. And he eventually figured it out by understanding that gravity is not really a force, gravity is geometry. It's, it's bodies moving as straight as they can in what's actually a bent space-time, uh, bent like the surface of a sphere or of a saddle. And today, we're trying to go one step further, unify gravity, Einstein's theory, with quantum mechanics. And in quantum mechanics, information, quantum information is really the currency in which the theory is formulated. And there appear to be phenomenally interesting connections between the shape of space-time and the amount of information that can be contained in a region of space-time. Uh, I myself contributed to understanding what those relations are, and they're extremely surprising and very beautiful, and it seems that they should have a deeper origin, that if we discover this origin, if we, if we understand what underlies this strange relation, we might understand how to put together general relativity and quantum mechanics. What was your own contribution? What I discovered following the work of, of others, of course, is that if you cram too much information into a region of space, gravity will make it collapse to a black hole. And eventually, if you cram more, the black hole will get bigger than the surface area you specified, and you just can't do that. And so that provides an absolute limit on how much information you can have, completely independently of what you think the smallest constituents are. It's a very universal thing that's governed only by gravity. And so that establishes a connection between these two things, quantum information and gravity, that if we could unravel its origin, I think would tell us a lot about how to unify those two things. How are you differentiating between the particles or the, the mass energy and the information? How do the two articulate? Well, the mass and energy are just forms in this viewpoint that the information takes. In this analysis, information is, is very fundamental. It's not just a, uh, a, a way of, it's not a measurement thing. It's something that, that is, is, is really the, the primary constituent of what you're working with. So it, it does sound like it's more fundamental than the common understanding of information. It's clear that in this relationship between information and geometry, it's information that has the simple relationship. If I try to re-express that in terms of the masses and charges and so on of particles, it becomes very convoluted and, and it would be impossible to see the relation. So at the very least, it tells us that this particular relation gives a preferred status to information. It's of course possible that both the quantum information and the other properties of physical nature have some common origin. And so that's why I'm reluctant to simply declare that information is automatically the most fundamental thing in the world. But yes, you're right, that would be the first guess you'd make looking at this relation. Raphael helped discover the deep relationship between information and space and how information is stored in matter and energy. Information to him is not so much modeling the system, it is the system. 
I'm no expert, but it sure sounds as if Raphael has shown that reality won't work unless information is in some sense real. He focuses on strings, the smallest things. What about the biggest things, the structure of the universe? I asked one of the founders of contemporary cosmology, the MIT professor who formulated cosmic inflation, the prevailing theory for how the universe began, Alan Guth. Alan, one of the questions that is being addressed here is not just what information is in physics, but the claim by a few that information really is the most fundamental thing of existence. How do you react to that? Okay. I have to admit, I find those issues uh, hard to parse. But uh, my own understanding of physics is that, to me, matter, energy, and information are almost the same thing. That is, in physics, we describe matter and energy by introducing fields and equations that govern the evolution of those fields and so on. But ultimately, those fields are really just mathematical devices that we use to describe reality. And the values of those fields are information. So I can easily believe that there are other formulations of the laws of physics that might look completely different, but would have the same information content, uh, and they would be equivalent. So I would say that Ultimately, physics is about numbers, and, and numbers are information. And everything that we used to describe the world is in terms of abstractions. I don't think we have any sense of what really exists. Maybe I can be more concrete by saying that I think that if a computer were simulating the world and carrying out the evolution that we think the world really evolves according to, that is the true laws of physics, not our approximation to the laws of physics. I don't know if that's a plausible description of our actual universe, but I would think that that would be completely equivalent to our universe, that we could be living in such a universe and would not know the difference. But the claim of information goes deeper than, than what you're comfortable with. It's not just that information is another way to describe the laws of physics or embeds um, numerical quantities, but it says that the, 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 the fundamental unit of information, the bit, is the most underlying factor, and that's what the laws of physics are, as opposed mm -hmm. to that's what the laws of physics can be described as. Yes. You can have an equivalent equation. That's not the claim. The claim is that it's, it's, it's the most fundamental, and, right. and you're dealing with uh, the derivative. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, oh, I think all I could say is I don't see uh, a justification for that claim, although maybe I could be convinced in the future. Unless those bits are doing something different from the laws of physics, I don't really see that there's a question here. Um, if two things are equivalent, I don't think there's any valid way to talk about which is more fundamental, and I, I see the two as equivalent. Alan appreciates the deep importance of information, though he is no information evangelist. I like his balanced approach describing matter energy and information as almost the same thing. That's why Alan is justified in posing the possibility that our universe is a simulation running on some cosmic computer. Here I'm conflicted. On the one hand, the universe's simulation is a possibility that cannot be rejected if the universe is a computer and information is primary. On the other hand, the universe's simulation would confirm reductionism, the idea that everything, including consciousness, 
can be reduced to basic physics and even to digital events. So can consciousness help corroborate the claim that information is fundamental? It's said that even if physics finds its final theory, the mystery of consciousness shall remain. How do we have inner experience? Now, in a radically new theory, information is recruited to play the crucial role. I question one of the supporters, the chief scientific officer of the Allen Institute for Brain Science, neuroscientist Christoph Koch. Christoph, you've dealt with information, particularly in trying to explain consciousness, but do you see information as, as something that is fundamental to the structure of everything? Information is part of the structure of the universe. I'm not saying information came before space, time, energy, and mass, but in order to explain consciousness, which is part and parcel of the universe, we need, uh, we need information theory. And ultimately, my only experience, this is the, 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 the heart of the most famous deduction in Western thought, cogito ergo sum, right? The, the only way I experience the universe, I don't know about gravity and, and galaxies, all of that I have to infer. The one thing I'm, I'm utterly certain of is, I, is I'm conscious. Same thing as you are conscious of your, of your own existence. And that, that, ex, that needs to be explained by sort of, uh, some sort of intrinsic information, uh, uh, intrinsic information principles such as integrated information. So that says that in some sense it is fundamental. My only reality is what I, is my lived reality. It's my only reality I have directly access to. It is sort of the light inside my head. It is the sound inside my skull. That is ultimately it's all, it's all created by integrated information that's created by this complex brain that's evolved over you know, several billion years of, ev of, of evolution. So you need an external world that's given by physics and, and matter and space and time, but then you also need sort of information uh, uh, that, uh, that gives rise to, to experience. And experience, once again, is the only way I or anybody else knows about the world. Okay, but does that mean information is a way of describing what you see, or is information what sits below everything that you see and, and gives rise to everything? It's a big difference. It is not just used to describe uh, reality. I think it is an it is an irreducible aspect. It's an it's a it's an immanent. It's an intrinsic aspect. So in order to fully describe the universe, I, I posit you need space, time, energy, mass. And you need that, that organized matter gives rise or is associated with integrated information. That is what we call experience. It's a part and parcel of the world. It doesn't emerge. It is fundamentally there. It's just as fundamental as charge is a fundamental property of certain elementary particles like an electron. It is ultimately integrated uh, information is a relationship among elements within a system. It's a view of the system viewed from within. So, so ultimately, it's a mathematical relationship. It's mathematics in some sense. So you can sort of take a platonic view on this and say, ultimately, it's the mathematical reality that gives rise to, 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 to experience. I'm saying that ultimately, my, rea my lived reality, not the one I infer, which is involved in physics, so my, the one I live right now, I have an experience, I see you. You just ask me a question. I hear your voice inside my head, right? I have this movie inside my, inside my head that, uh, that shows you. That experience is integrated information. It's just the same. It's an identity relationship. Integrated information is my experience. My experience is integrated information. So that's fundamental to conscious experience, which is a fundamental aspect of reality. So in that sense, it, it doesn't predate physics, but it's part of physics. Now, you can, you can ask why that particular theory. That's very similar to asking why quantum mechanics. Can you imagine a universe where quantum, the laws of quantum mechanics do not hold? 
Yes, you can imagine, but for whatever reasons we don't know right now, we live in a universe where quantum mechanics hold. Same thing, we live in a universe where integrated information gives rise to, to, to consciousness. What's fundamental? What's bedrock in the grand chain of existence? At first glance, information would seem more a metaphor or a model than the fundamental building block of reality. Two factors make me think twice. First, the surprising relationship between quantum information and gravity. Second, integrated information as a possible mechanism for consciousness. So if the universe were a computer, a quantum computer, what would be its computing power? I return to Seth Lloyd. Because the universe is quantum mechanical, so it inherits everything that a quantum computer can do. So the universe, by its very nature, inherits this ability to do many, many different things. So there are about two to the 300 elementary particles in the universe. That means if each particle had a barcode, you would have a 300-bit barcode to label each particle in the universe. So let's take a very tiny chunk of the universe, like 300 electrons. It's much, 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 much smaller than the universe. This chunk of 300 electrons could do two to the 300 different things. So even a tiny fraction of the universe can do more things than there are elementary particles in the universe as a whole. Now, if in fact our universe is fundamentally a computer, then it should be entirely feasible on future supercomputers to simulate whole worlds. I'd still bet against whole world simulations. I'd suspect flaws in the assumptions. But whole world simulations are the consequence of the argument, not the core. The core is whether information constructs the cosmos, whether information is closer to truth. To watch complete conversations with over 100 of the world's leading thinkers on cosmos, consciousness, and meaning, visit our website, closertotruth.com.